Guys, the weather's getting warmer, so say goodbye to your jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe, so luckily I found Quince. And now I've got a beautiful lineup of timeless pieces that's going to keep me looking chic and fabulous year after year. I love their premium European linen dresses. You guys, this is what everybody's wearing. This is quiet luxury. I got these incredible blouses and shorts from $30. Also washable silk tops. Are you kidding me? You know I like my silk tops. So I got one in lavender and blue. I absolutely love them. You'll see them on the show. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with factories, Quince cuts out the middleman and gives the savings to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash juicy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash juicy to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash juicy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales for real life, Mr. Sacred Serial Data and Serial Sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Heather McDonald, Juicy Scoop. Hello, and welcome to Juicy Scoop. I have a great show for you today, some hot topics, a great interview with Cy, one of the newest Real Housewives of New York, and she dispels some really juicy rumors about herself, which I find quite interesting. But right now, I need to share with you the latest information I've got about my own life that I know that you want to hear. So there is new information that has come to me about the earrings. To catch you up to date, just remind you, last Thursday on my regular Juicy Scoop show, I went through the saga of these earrings that were lent to me by my very good friend at the time, Krista Lamas, on January 23rd of 2023. Um, I never returned them. She never asked for them. And then I went to St. Bart's and I wore them and I did a real dancing in the sand and one fell, which was witnessed by a million people um, and including her in which she wrote a little happy emoji face, my earring, ha ha. In September 7th, September 7th, it was made to, for my attention for the first time on Jeff Lewis's serious radio show that they were in fact worth $10,000 and I'm therefore responsible for them. I stole them. I'm a thief. I'm a felon. I should go to prison. I immediately wrote her and said, how much are they worth? And I went to my jewelry box and dug through it and found the remaining earring. After this information got out, I shared the earring. I shared the video. I shared me on the red carpet from the first night I borrowed them to the day that I lost them. A Juicy Scooper contacted me Thursday morning around 9 a.m. I read comments and DMs. 
And she said, hey, Heather, I'm watching your episode about the earring on YouTube. And I'm pretty sure I ordered those exact same earrings, ha ha, from this website. And I clicked on the website. I clicked on the link. Sorry, I clicked on the link to the actual earring for purchase. And I was absolutely shocked. They looked to be the same earring. Of course, I wasn't going to take that as 100%. I ordered them, which is why it took a few days for them to come to me. They just came yesterday. And I'm going to show you the earrings now. This is the earring from the day uh, that I was told they were worth $10,000. And Peter wrote the check to Crystal Lamas for $3,000, in which she cashed it upon receiving it. Here is the earring. Here are, we ordered three pairs from the website. Here's one. Here it is in the plastic. And here it is outside. Okay. So you can see all three pairs are exactly the same. They're beautiful earrings. They um, are cubic zirconia, I, I believe. And um, and here they are. Now, you're probably wondering, Heather, how much do those earrings cost? They look beautiful. I agree. They look great. Hence why I believed when I was told they were of great value afterwards. I was like, wow, it's weird that you never told me that before. It's weird that you never asked me. It's weird that you lent me expensive earrings. But being dragged for months, you know, the minute I heard it, I was like, here's the money. Please stop, you know, trashing my reputation, which didn't stop. It went on for two more months about these earrings on Jeff Lewis's serious radio show. So this you're probably wondering, what is the cost? The cost is, guess, thinking in your head, making a little fun, $42 a pair. It's a great deal. $42 a pair. And the website is Revolve. You probably heard of Revolve. It's a great website. A lot of influencers uh, love it and use it and promote it. And I remember she was a fan of it too. I remember going to a holiday party with her where we both were a long white dress. I got mine at Neiman's and she said, I ordered it from Revolve. I love their stuff. Now I have Juicy Scoopers all over and this wasn't the only Juicy Scooper that contacted me after Thursday's episode, the public episode. And I got confirmation from the sources as close as you could possibly get to the situation that have confirmed that she purchased this exact pair of earrings from Revolve in the fall of 2022. So she had them in her possession in the fall of 2022. And then when I said, I, oh no, I forgot earrings, she happily handed them to me before the Apple shrinking um, uh, premiere. Okay. So she knew where she got them from. They were never from a La Jolla real jewelry store that conveniently went out of business when she bought $25,000 of real jewelry and therefore can't pr produce a receipt or a credit card statement conveniently. No, she knew. She knew in the fall when she bought him. She knew in January 23rd when she bought him. She knew when she laughed on my reels saying, oh my gosh, my earring. She always knew they were from Revolve. Now maybe they were maybe she paid 60. Right now they're on sale for 42. I suggest you get them. They're lovely. Now I want to show you when they came in. Here is the earring. And the first thing I did was look at the clasp. You can see 
the class. You can see the comparison. And when I put it on top of it, it is exactly the same circumference. Because there's so much evidence of me wearing the earrings from those dates, I am going to show you. Here is the earring that Krista lent me, the remaining one. And you can see where it hits my jaw. And here is the one that I just purchased the three pairs from for $42 from Revolve. Um, now, my question through all of this is why? Why? This woman I met through Jeff Lewis, and we weren't in very close when she called me crying. I was in Park City, Utah with my family. And she said, I can't believe what's going on with Jeff. I said, what's going on? She said he was saying all these awful things about me on the radio, and I sent him a letter saying to please stop talking about me on the radio. It was a cease and desist. He read that letter on the radio, and then he said, I'm done with Krista Lamas. You can be friends with her, Heather, but I'm done. And I said, well, I am going to remain friends with her because you're her whole social life and everybody around you, because he insists that anybody... Now he does says, you can't be friends with anybody I'm not friends with. It's disloyal. So those people, whether he said it or not, chose to not associate with Krista at that time. I did. I enjoyed her personality. I I did many things with she and her daughter, and I thought she was a true friend. So I still don't know why, why on and, and how long ago, how long she was telling people that these earrings were worth 10000 I know it was said for the first time the Monday after the Tuesday after Labor Day that they were worth $10,000. But I don't know how many conversations were said about my behind my back or what other awful lies have been said about me that were not aired on serious radio that permanently damaged my reputation with listeners. But more importantly, with true friends that um, I, I don't know where I stand with those people. Um, so I don't really know. I, I still don't know why. I don't know why she is a liar. I don't know why she chose to go with this lie and cash the check. I did think it was weird when it was $10,000 from the from Jeff Lewis, and then it was three from her. Not until I went on October 23rd did I realize that they were not real, and not until these earrings came in the mail did I realize how deep the deception went, how, how much she was absolutely aware that she was deceiving myself as well as those people that she told that these earrings were worth thousands of dollars. Um, her, She was married to a man that has passed. His name is Michael Lamas. He was facing a 50-count indictment. Uh, so I, I don't know why she's going down the same path. She doesn't have to. I think that she should get away from this type of deception and cons that I've been a victim of. I would have never thought I would be a victim of this. I would have never thought that someone that I brought into my home on my boat and you know went on vacation with would, would ever set out to hurt me this much with these lies. And I don't know how deep the damage has even gone with relationships. So I want to make an open apology to the friends that I have lost in the last couple of months that are in association with Crystal Lamas that have heard this lie along with who knows how many others who are no longer in my life. I want to apologize. I'm very sad about the loss of friendships and business relationships I have because of this. But I want you guys to know what I know, which is the truth. And I think anyone in my position, given this information and what I've been through, would certainly 
defend themselves as I'm doing now once the evidence has been proven, which it has. Uh, So moving on, it's going to be 2024 soon. I am happy to close this chapter and move on. It was a horrible time in my life and career, personally and professionally. And But I do want you guys, since you've been with me along this this pattern, this journey to know the truth and how deep the deception went and how much damage it had caused. And go to Revolve, get these earrings. They're $42. They do look great. They're a great pair of earrings and it's a great website. Thank you. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. So say goodbye to your jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe. So luckily I found Quince. And now I've got a beautiful lineup of timeless pieces that's going to keep me looking chic and fabulous year after year. I love their premium European linen dresses. You guys, this is what everybody's wearing. This is quiet luxury. I got these incredible blouses and shorts from $30. Also washable silk tops. Are you kidding me? You know I like my silk tops. So I got one in lavender and blue. I absolutely love them. You'll see them on the show. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with factories, Quince cuts out the middleman and gives the savings to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash juicy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash juicy to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash juicy. All right. Now for some real juicy scoop. Well, everybody's going crazy over this story. There is a YouTuber reporter. She has a huge platform named Tasha Kay. She just released an interview that she did with this man who is the former personal assistant for many years to Will Smith. And he is telling everything on this episode. But the clip that I'm seeing that's going viral that I watched is really quite shocking. In it, he is telling Tasha Kay, he's saying, when I was working for Will Smith, we were on a movie set and, you know, you're always, they're like, where is the talent? And it was kind of his job to kind of wrangle the talent. And he also worked for Dwayne Martin, who was also, I believe, on this movie set. And he couldn't find Will and he was looking for Dwayne or something. But according to him, allegedly, He said he walked into the trailer on set to witness Dwayne Martin had this very graphic Will Smith over a couch and was having anal sex with him. So, uh, wow. And the way he says it is shocking. And I mean, then he goes on in, uh, in another part of the interview that's saying, talking about his relationship with Jada where he's like, well, if you're used to having a baby arm for a, a penis that you get with with a guy, then when you've got, you know, something much smaller, a pinky or something, meaning will, then maybe that was the issue. I mean, he is just going off and saying really shocking and unflattering things about Will Smith. So this is out there. He's saying it and they have responded. Jada Pinkett was stopped coming out of iHeart and she said, we are suing. And Will, I think his people are denying it. Dwayne Martin is not responding. And 
I mean, there is no video of it, of this happening, this relationship going this way. However, there have been rumors for many years about the relationship between these two actors for many years. He was married to Tisha Campbell for a long time. I believe they got divorced in 2020. They have a couple kids and now people are going to her Instagram page and writing comments under her latest post. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but people can say lies, as you know, and then people talk about it. So that's pretty interesting. Meanwhile, in the Real Housewives world, Kyle did an interview with um, the, her producer where she said, and she said this on Watch What Happens Live too. This is Kyle uh, Richards of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's like, the most hurtful thing is that people think that Mauricio and my separation is done for storyline and for ratings and to get people interested in the show. And I would never put my children through a fake separation. I believe that. I don't think it's a fake separation. I think it's a real separation, like I said on the show. And they're, But because their job is to expose their life, they really can't live a marriage that where they can step out for a while, whether it's sabbatical or whether it's a little open, they don't have that luxury because their life is so public on, on reality shows. And if they do want to pursue other romances at this time, whether separated or possibly going through a divorce, they can't hide it. So I think they're doing the right thing by sharing it, but I do think it's real. He was seen holding hands with his dancing partner, but now he was seen in Austin at their Soho house with a mystery blonde and they seemed flirty. Doesn't mean that she wasn't a friend. I'm sure he's got an agency at, in Austin. Doesn't mean it's done with Dancing with Stars. Doesn't mean the Dancing with Stars girl ever happened. Um, but I did think that was interesting. And the comments under Kyle's interview were interesting where someone's like, yeah, you won't do this for storyline, but you've had this issue with your sister. You've you know, had Brandy Glanville come over and say these things about her sexual relationship with Denise Richards at your house. We feel that was a setup. We felt you set up Lisa Vanderpump. Are they bringing up all these things? You threw Camille under the bus, all the things she's done in like the 13 years of being on the show, which those are all great points. But that was also what was going on in her life. So I believe this separation and this openness for them to date other people is real. And like I said previously, I still think they might get back together. But I thought that was juicy. And of course, that show is airing now. and It's doing amazing. All right, you guys. Now for my really juicy interview. I love meeting Sai. She's one of the new Real Housewives of New York. We get into everything. And even if you don't watch these shows, I find this, this interview really interesting about her life, rumors on the internet, suddenly becoming a public person. And I find that part always the most fascinating when I interview a real housewife for the first time. And of course, remember to go to heathermcdonald.net where every Friday you'll get a Patreon episode about my most intimate thoughts, what's going on, my thoughts about the different shows. That'll drop on Friday. As always, I hope you're part of that community. And that's at heathermcdonald.net along with all of my merch. So enjoy. I've got one of the new Real Housewives of New York, Cy De Silva. Welcome to Juicy Scoop, girl. Hi, I'm so excited to get juicy with you. I'm so excited to get to know the real you and get some, get some pers like fresh perspective and maybe some per perspectives that were not correct corrected. Right. I would love um, that. First of all, you were just saying, you know, that you were you stay at your friend's house in North Hollywood. 
and she's an old good friend. Yeah. And I, I kind of love that because I wonder how is it like a real best friend that you talk to on the phone all the time? What was their reaction when you're like, I'm, I'm being approached by the real housewives and, and how did the approaching come? Tell us all about that. Yeah. So they slid in my DMs. Um, like a casting a director? A casting director slid in my DMs. And so you're just going through and you saw what? And I saw like, hey, we're casting for Real Housewives of New York. To be honest, it was, I think I was the first one to be approached for this reboot because they approached me for the old cast. A couple years ago? Yes. Like when they were looking and they added Ebony and Leah? Um, I think it was right. Yeah. Yeah. It was when they added Ebony. And did you get to the point of they at least like interviewed you or no? So um, I think they just asked me if I was interested. And I was like, you know, they asked me if I would hang out with the cast. And I, I said, listen, you know, we're not the same. You know, we don't hang out in the same places. It probably wouldn't work out. Oh, you said that. Yeah. Um, but we because you were thinking of like Luann. Yeah. Uh, Dorinda. Sonia. The cast that has been there for so long. I just right. didn't think that I would mesh well with them. Which it totally makes sense because. Yeah. You know, there's like a third. How old are you? Um, I'm 43 this month. Oh, you look very young. Thank you. Um, oh, my God. Thank you. But I still think even like a 20 year, 10, 20 yeah. year age difference is not you could still be friends, but it, you wouldn't organically be friends if you were watching a show because your kids wouldn't be the same age. You wouldn't be hanging out. Right. And I think when they started Real Housewives of New York, the original, these women really did know each other. They really were all the same age. They really, you know, had a little bit of history. And I think that's good that they just did a whole reboot really complete yeah it was completely different and then um i didn't hear from them fast forward um a ver- i think variety did an article uh-huh. and it said that they're going to completely reboot and then i heard from them again and they were like okay listen i said now i'm intrigued okay i was like you know a complete reboot of people in new york city it's going to be diverse it's going to um represent what new york city really is Started talking about some of the people that, you know, if I knew them, if I didn't. And who did in our you circle. know? To be honest, I knew no one. Okay. Not one person. Um, <clears throat> so they probably found you because you are a social influencer. And we were saying you did a lot with your kids who are 12 and 6 um, on, your, on your page. A lot of fashion. And so... Now, were you a fan of the real, of any of the Real Housewives? Were you a Bravo person that watched... I'm not a crazy, crazy Bravo person, but I definitely watch it. I watch Atlanta. I watch Beverly Hills. I'm recently into Salt Lake City. I watched last season, but this season is crazy. Like crazy. Big fan of Salt Lake City and Potomac. (laughs) Yeah. Well, then pretty much all. So, you don't. the only ones you really didn't watch was OC, Dallas, which is gone. Yeah, I never watched Dallas. I watched OC only a few seasons. Okay. But yeah. you're pretty much up on it. I am. I am. And did you ever think watching it, I could see myself doing that? Absolutely not. Oh, really? <laughs> I never, ever once watched these shows and thought, yeah, I, I could totally do this. So it, when they came to you, um, did you tell your husband right away or did you not tell him until it seemed like you were about to get it? At first, I was like, am I being punked? I was yeah. like, is this a scam or something? Um, I didn't tell him until I interviewed for it. Okay. Um, and then the after, after I interviewed and they came back around and were like, okay, we want to interview your husband. And I was so on the fence about that because my husband's not on my social media. And I just really was like, Ugh, if I did this, he would have to be on it. It would be my entire family dynamic. Am I okay with this? Is he okay with this? And I told him and he was like, this is the dumbest idea. Like, are you joking? He's like, absolutely not. 
And I was like, you know, look, it's a it's a reboot. It's going to be completely different. It's going to be diverse. And he goes, you know what? If you really feel like this is something you want to do, then I'll support it. And nice. so that's how our conversation went. And how did you meet your husband? I met him in Costa Rica at a swim-up bar. Oh, okay. Which is... Oh. Uh, I like there's there's a YouTube video about it. Okay, so like, I'm hearing like okay, I heard or read or getting bits and pieces. I thought he owned a bar and you worked at it. I've heard that too. Okay, so that's I'm so not funny. crazy. We're, that's great. But it's a swim up bar turned into. That's why all these this is telephone a, a game yeah. of telephone yeah, happens. Yeah. So apparently, I heard that I met my husband and he was my boss and he owned a bar. Yes, but when I met my husband, he he lived in Canada. My husband actually did not move to New York City until my son was born. Our son was born, which was our second child. So um, my first daughter was born 2011. How old is she? 2011. I lived in Canada for about a year and a half then. So you met him at a swim-up bar. Yeah. We dated for two and years. And he was divorced. Six years divorced. So, okay. So when you see the rumor... I don't that, I like don't care to answer these kinds of rumors because I'm like the the investigation is so bad that I just I'm like go for it. I mean Do this is thing. so off what the rumor is that was going around that I read online. I don't know how it got started. It's but who made it up for one and for two? It was why, like ask Sai about, you know, how she worked at and I was like, how, when was he a restaurateur? Like, I was like, when did he own a bar? But how could he like, have owned a bar here when he didn't have citizenship in New York City? He's Canadian. You know, I wonder, okay, I wonder if... It doesn't, the math is not no, the, mathing. It's like yes. boy math that does not make sense. This is actually the first time I addressed it because I, I refused to address it because I thought it was so ridiculous. Like, just if you're going to research all the papers, <laughs> research the divorce, research everything, do your math. Wow. It's all false. It's all made up. Listen, I'm honest. I'm very transparent at the end of the day. It was the biggest snowball that I've ever seen. And I just, I actually was quite funny. So you've been together how many years? We've been together for 14 years. And you, and you got married how long ago? We got married six years ago. My son was born. Oh, so you had your daughter and then you guys got married. Yeah, I actually had my daughter and my son. We got married when my son was three months. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Um. Okay, that's so. And and your husband had a business in which he sold it. Yes. Right? So he does. Does he do any other things? Yeah, he takes care of our kids. Okay, so he. <laughs> but so he, he that served him with a life to not have to really pursue anything else if he didn't want to. No, he really. Yeah, he's that just really great. happy to be with the kids. Okay, that. Wow. Well, this is like. Well, I mean, this I'm, the really first glad, time I I'm really glad. I'm really glad. Thanks for the question. Yeah, because I'm just like, you know, and. You know, of course, we know as experienced viewers of it that this is small tidbits of hours and hours and hours of things that you film. And a lot of people are like, they didn't see me with my kids. You didn't see me do my charity work. You didn't see right. you the only highlighted this one time that my husband rolled his eyes at me or whatever, like throughout the history of the housewives. So, I mean, I do think that is interesting. Now, with this particular season is that it was a little confusing to the viewer of your lives, and I think that's what was confusion. Like, I was like, wait, who's married to whom? And how did they meet? And like, like if you watch the original Real Housewives of New York for like the first three episodes, they almost didn't even interact. We'd see Jill in her home with Bobby and her daughter. And, we, and then we really kind of understood, oh, this is the countess. This is, And I think it's because 
you guys, and it's not a secret, but you had another cast member who then left the show. Right. Correct. And so I wonder if that is why there had to be some editing adjusting and why there was a little bit of confusion about people's lives. No, she left the show early on. So I don't oh, think okay. that that was anything to do with it. I think what I think what happened with even if there was some sort of confusion for for viewers is that we're the first season. It's season 14, but it's it's season one for us. Right, exactly. So we had really big shoes to fill. You needed to know everything about us from the gate. We can't be laggy. There yeah. wasn't any time to lag. Season one, Roni, could lag all at once. But we were very much like, we need to pop off straight out of the gate. This is us. This is who we are. Watch us get to know each other. This is our dynamic. It wasn't, we didn't have time to really just like right. kind of cruise it. So I think they were just kind of being like, look, here are six dynamic girls. These are their lives. Get to know us. Ready, set, go. Got it. And then well, it starts off up and, you know, I loved the fashion. I love seeing your place. I love seeing, I love New York as a backdrop. I love Sex and the City. Like, you know, there's some housewives of cities that I are not real fun to, as fun as to look at architectural wise, right. you know? And so you're really just focusing on the girls, but it's nice when you get both. And I think Beverly Hills and New York have that. Right. I, you I know what I mean? It's you. like a, a seventh character or whatever. And um, this photo that we have of you guys, you were saying that you really went on this rooftop and took this photo, which I love. It's funny because you look at it and it almost kind of looks fake. I mean, there are yeah. some additives like these birds in the background. Yeah. Um, but... For the most part, no, we really were on this roof. We were on this like little wooden box. This The steps yeah. were there. Everything about this, this is everyone's placement is real. This is a real photo. It's just a little enhanced with, you know, the colors and the birds and everything. Other than that, yeah, this was exactly us. Now, you all um, really kill it in the fashion all of you have great fashion. And did all of you or, you know, have a stylist as going into the, you know, when you watch the old things, the girls from the OC with their sky tops and people didn't know what they were getting into because it was 16 years ago. Right. And now it's like, hey, look, I know and I know I could probably get a, you're, you're stylish. I could get the help, but I also want to make sure like before we start filming that I have some good outfits together. Like, how was it getting dressed for every time you're filming and thinking about it? Um, I think that'd be hard. It was a lot. It was very intense. I yeah. mean, I usually dress myself because of what I've been doing for so long. Yeah. But I actually did end up hiring a stylist because I was still working as an influencer full right. time. So for me to have to call my clients, do polls, borrow clothes, do all the things, it got very overwhelming for me. So I said, you know what? If I can allocate some some money for just the stylist and that's all they do, I don't have to think about that aspect of it. So for me, it made sense. And I also create content for a living right. that I kill two birds with one stone by also creating content with the clothes that he gets me. Mm -hmm. So that made sense. Um, not everyone had a stylist, no. Um, they all kind of just dressed themselves. Not everyone. I think maybe two or three people had a stylist for certain events. Yes. But otherwise, people just dressed themselves. Well, I think they all did a great job. Yeah, I think I really it's a very fashionable cast. I, very we all fashionable. Are, are, we have our own personalities. Everyone's super different. Yeah. But you can, it, it shows by what we wear. Right. So, um, so we get, to, we start to get to like know you guys. And now, the, the first, like, argument, whatever, is you're at BravoCon last year, they announce your show, and then you're free to go off for an evening. Mm -hmm. And Aaron goes, I have a table at 
whatever. Can we yep. say it now? Yeah, catch. Okay, they says catch. And now, were you really just not feeling the restaurant or did you just already have a reservation somewhere else better and you just felt like going there? What happened of going to Cipriani's over catch? No, actually, it was a group chat. So okay. it was a group chat. It was like, I'm going to catch. Um, and then and then I think Bryn hit me and was like, I don't want to go there. I said, I don't really want to go either, but I'll go for a drink. Um, and then I said, okay, do you want to go to Casa Cipriani to go and eat? And she's like, okay, yeah, so we'll break off. Because uh, Aaron ended up getting a reservation for 10, which we all know getting a reservation last minute is extremely hard, which is why she ended up going with Catch. So um, that evening, I thought that I was, I told Aaron, I sent her a message. I said, hey, by the way, I'm not going to stay for dinner. I'll stay for drinks. And at the end of the night, actually, no one even said that they weren't going to Catch. Everyone actually just left me. I was the last person to leave. So Aaron was there. Everyone was there. They all left out. And I was the last person. They all left and had their no, own dinners? No one ever told me, hey, we're not going to catch anymore for a drink or anything. Everyone just left. Oh, you mean everyone never showed up to catch? Only you showed up to no, catch? No, no, no. So we left. Oh, sorry about that. We left BravoCon. Okay. So as we were leaving BravoCon, everyone was saying bye and leaving. Oh. But no one ever said, hey, our plans are canceled. Oh, uh, but still, I had every intention of going to dinner later on that night with Bryn, but I was going to go to catch to have a drink. So catch never happened. Not for me. I think it happened for Aaron and maybe Jessel. Oh, but and never... then they saw the post. Yeah. And then they saw that we were at Chipriana. And then you start filming and it gets brought up. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And then the cheese platter was that she said, um, you said, are you having dinner? And she goes, no, I'm just having I'd like a cheese platter. No, it, it, that that whole thing was misconstrued. Okay, like, what was that? That whole thing was ridiculous. Um, so we decided to get together. Me, Jessel, Uba, Aaron. Aaron decided to do a little something at her house. She um, she was like, "We're going to do drinks." And I called her. It was in the evening. It was around eight o'clock. And I called her and I was like, "So should we order food? What are we doing for dinner?" And she was like, "No, I'm just going to have drinks." I said, "Cool." So I made sure to eat beforehand. Came over, brought her a bottle of champagne. She had a cheese plate. Love the cheese. I was like, oh, oh my God, I love this cheese. I think it was like drunken goat or something. Yeah. And she goes, oh my God, me too. I got it from Farmer's Market. Cool. Had the best time ever. We all had a great time. We drank except for Uba because she doesn't drink. And was this filmed or not filmed? This was not filmed. Okay. This was just us hanging out, having a good time. And then next thing you know, I meet Bryn and Bryn was like, oh, funny. Erin said that you went to her house and said, is this all we're having? Is this cheese thing? And I'm like, but I never, I never, I never said that. So it insinuated that I was being rude, but it never happened. Aaron and I ended up talking about it and it, 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 it we squashed the beef. And well, you were ridiculous. mad at the reunion. I was so upset about it because I'm like, you're, it's the stupidest argument. It's ridiculous. But at the reunion, I was like, can you just please admit that I never said it? And did she? Yeah, she did. Okay. Um, well, I am someone that gets very hungry. As okay, well. great. <laughs> and like, if I like, I'm excited. Like tonight, I'm going to like a wine pairing thing. Oh, and so I like plan for it. Like, I had a small Trader Joe's salad at twelve, and that's it. Like, I I'm showing up at that thing at five thirty. Freaking hungry. I like to be Food hungry. Is good. I don't understand. I mean, people that are no longer hungry because they're on Ozempic. I think you're. It's. I think it's kind of sad. You're missing out. You're missing out. Food like, is such. It's. It brings so much joy. It's like it's so, so much like, joy. It did not bother me that you would ask about food to me because like one thing I do 
is, and I've said it and my friends know, and I, I try to be more sensitive pe- that people that don't enjoy this, but I believe I'm one of the world's best orderers. Okay. I think it's an art. I think it could be a great competition show, okay, where you go to a restaurant and now my friends know, just let Heather do it, you know? And I'm very conscious of this person doesn't eat meat. This one's a vegetarian. And I look at the menu and I go, I decide how many apps, a variety of them, how many different meals, a fish, a chicken, who wants the brins, you know? And I love this. The goal and the goal is everyone's satisfied and there's no leftovers. We didn't overorder. Everyone this is loved like it. ideal. And I, and most people love to just my sister stuff, but once in a while, I'll, I'll know that someone's like, no, I want my own salmon. And I'm like, okay, okay that's fine. So thing. I do ask now if I can have it. I'd like, and it is my selfish way of being able to try everything on the menu. No, I freak, I love it. Because I, I would just love want for a someone to do that for me. Usually yes. when I go out with my husband, he's like, just order for me. And sometimes I'm like, please just order for me. Yeah, but I mean, I'm no, used to I doing get all excited. that, but I don't do it as well as you do. That's yeah. amazing. First of all, I'm salivating and I'm like... <laughs> I just had a sandwich. But there so, are people too that do need to eat like every few hours. That is me. It is their thing. And it like, like I was with my son this weekend and it's like a completely different, I mean, he's six four. Like, I'm like, you're being such a dick. We need to get food now. And my sister was with me and I'm like, if I don't get Drake, it's so true. Like a burger or something. And then it's like completely a delight. But 10 it, minutes it's later. like your blood sugar dips. Your personality is gone. Like you're just like a totally hangry bitch. Like it's yeah. just, it totally changed when you're not, when you're hungry and you're not eating. So, yes. Sorry. It was my thing. And again, I apologize for all the things that I said when I was hangry. That is, is fine. Now, the other thing is we get to know everyone's childhood. Yeah. Which everyone had a pretty interesting childhood. And I think that is important to get to know the people. But I did feel it was portrayed in a way that it was a little bit of a competition of like who had the shittier, sadder childhood. And it felt like that a little bit. And, um, and I, I, so there was that. But then I also want to say this other thing that I notice about shows, and I'm conscious too of this, and I think it's from watching Housewives and stuff, is the don't make it about yourself. Right. Instead, and there's two ways to look at it. If you say, like, I remember old Real Housewives, Brandy Glanville on Beverly Hills. There was a girl with beautiful hair. Um, What was her name? Joan, what was her name? She she was Colum. No, she was Puerto Rican. She had long, gorgeous hair. Joyce, Joyce. Yes, I remember Joyce. her. So she was the first Puerto Rican. Yes, yes. And Brandy didn't really love her, but anyway, Brandy had a horrible night where she was away from her kids filming, and they found out like the little dog had died or something. Oh gosh! And so she's crying, crying, and Joyce is being very nice, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, I you know I know how you feel. You know, we lost a dog last year," and she just goes. Joyce, it's not about you. And I remember watching that and being like, I don't know. Like, it's a really hard thing to do. You you can try to connect. And so you had shared about your childhood and that your mom suffered from alcoholism. Yeah. And at one point, Jessel says, you know, my uncle also was an alcoholic. And I get it. It's not the same as a mom. But a lot of people had stuff to say about your reaction of being like, I don't care. You're acting real bitchy. You're like, I don't care. You know, actually, I don't really care. Like, it's not, I said, I didn't say I didn't care about her uncle. Right. I think that this is like w- what's going on. Yes. She brought me to lunch to ask me if we're good. Right. And I was like, 
it's not I didn't care about her. I didn't I didn't care about we didn't need to go to lunch at this moment. Okay. You could have just called me or like But didn't we're you aren't good. you also going to lunch because you have a good scene then? I didn't I mean, really want to go to the lunch. Okay, because you weren't feeling the vibe I just, at the I was, time? I was working. I was already stressed out. There was a lot going okay, on. Okay. Um, at the time, me and Jessel just really didn't click. Okay. You know, and, and that's okay. Not everybody is going to click. And, um, or click right away. Or click like right next away. Next season, like, you could click. Look, yeah. at the end of the day, I don't. I didn't know Jessel. I right. just got to know her through filming. So, yeah. like, let's just be honest. And um, I didn't know her. We got to we we started knowing each other. There are things about her that drove me crazy. I'm sure there are things about me that drove her crazy. At the end of the day, so this lunch was just. It was just too much for me. Right. And it, again, it wasn't because it, when I heard about her uncle, I felt terrible. It was, it, yeah. But I, it wasn't, I wasn't saying I didn't care because of her uncle. I just didn't care to be in this moment. Got with it. With her. And like, okay. it, she didn't have to explain to her herself to me is what I was saying. Like, I don't care. I like, you don't think, have to explain yourself to me. I think in this day and age, there's this weird thing that I never heard until 2020, which is... Almost like it's like a almost like a flex to say I didn't have it good. Like really, like, like it's this big thing that's happening where it's like, no, let me remind you, like I'm self made. No, I I didn't have it that well, and I've even joked about the fact I've had a very, I had a very nice childhood. You know, lived in a nice house, but am I going to go, but we only had one? Like, I just was like, no, like I never wanted for anything. I always felt lucky. I didn't even know people had other houses until I got to college. I didn't even know what a trust fund was until after college, but I I never needed anything. But now I feel like there's this thing now with the, I never heard the expression generational wealth until two years ago. And now people trying to be like, you have generational wealth, but I don't. And I feel like. That was a big conversation. And I wonder if she was trying to set the record straight of being like, look, I've had some really great things in my life, but I've also had some things that I suffered with. And I want to make sure everyone knows that I didn't have this charmed life because people with charmed life are like not popular right now. Like I it's seen as like, ne- I really don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a, it, the Nepo baby thing. Right. Exactly. Right? No Nepo one ba- wants to be no the Nepo wa- baby. Or, or if they are a Nepo baby, right. they have to go, yeah, I'm a Nepo baby, but, but I'm I not pursuing hard. acting. I'm being a chef. You're like, it's fine. Like, yeah. Look, my kids are going to have it easier than I did because yeah. my parents weren't in, in, in entertainment. They're, I'm also not Steven Spielberg, but, you know, there's things they can do for me. Mm-hmm. I can introduce them to people. Like, there is that, that they're going to have an easier situation. It was, I mean, watching like, back, it was all just a mess. It, but it, but it, I think that's just, what was kind of, I kind of thought it was interesting because I thought it was more of a reflection of, of the time and like, you know, everyone has a story. Everyone has an everyone, interesting, juicy right. childhood story. And even if you had the most perfect thing and your parents loved you and they loved each other and they're still married, then you're like, well, I, I'm i fucked up with relationships because I had this ridiculous relationship I could never live up to. Like, even if your parents do it right, people are going to be like, well, you, this was an unrealistic love. Right. That the two of you had forever and you never fought. And now I don't know how to fight fight for my it's fight with my spouse. It's going to be scrutiny like, no matter yeah. what you do. People are going to judge you no matter what you yeah. say, what you do. And now being in this whole like Bravo universe, it's I, I can do no wrong if I am yelling she's angry she's rude she's mean and everyone loses the message even if the message is right if i'm nice and i'm crying oh she's backpedaling give me a break now you want to say sorry it's not good enough so it's literally i could do absolutely no right and i'm i'm okay with it i'm just like i've got to walk away and just 
own my truth and it is what it is. Well, I think that it's a very hard job to have. Right. And I do think when I hear like someone like Kyle saying, oh, I've suffered from anxiety. I'm like, of course you have. You've been on Housewives for 12 years. How could you not have anxiety every time you film? And now do you drink? I do. Okay. So I, and But even if you just have a few drinks and you have maybe a moment and you th- and you leave and you're fine and you're feeling coherent, then I can imagine that you wake up like some of us do, go to the bathroom pee, and you're like, what oh shit, did I say something I regret? Now you have to think about that. Then you have to think about when they see it, when they get the episode a week before, then when the whole world sees it, then when you have to also explain it. On broad, like it is weird to really let yourself go, I would think. Because you're reliving a moment three times. Yeah. And it's not realistic. That's not how the world works. You're one, living in the moment, right? You say those things. Two, now you're watching it and the whole world is watching it. Right. And they're judging you. And you have to deal with everyone's opinion online. And then three, now we have to talk about it again in the reunion. Right. So even if you squash beef or whatever, you move on. It continuously circulates and it's in your face. Yeah. So it's a very hard thing to go through because it's a very unrealistic thing. Like it's a very unrealistic experience that people don't realize. Now, Uba, who is a lot of fun. She's a lot of fun. And a gorgeous girl and and a real model and all that. So she lets you know that she's dating this guy. Right. So when we, when you guys are at the, what was it? You're at the golf place, Top Golf. What were you doing? Swingers. Oh, you're, I, it's a golf thing, right? Yeah, like yeah. I, did, yeah. I couldn't, I, and I so won't she, forget the name. So she sh- is showing you a photo of him, right? Right. Which now we've seen him. Very good looking. They make a gorgeous couple. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah. And so you're like, good for you. It seems like a winner, mm-hmm. you know, has his shit together. Mm-hmm. And um, so now where did you get in trouble? This is what I don't understand. What, how, how did you fuck up in, and then got I mad got, at you? I got in trouble off camera. Like, I mean, okay. I spilled the beans off camera. Well, to okay, who? Okay, wait, this yeah. is, let me, let me break this down. Now that now, we know who he is, now we've seen now a photo of him. Now we know who he is. I'm still going to call him he's Mr. He's a good looking, like German. Um, he's amazing. He's sweet. Executive or something. He's a businessman. Okay. loving. How did they meet? Well, and we, I don't know anything. Okay, don't say okay. that then. Okay. So, um, all I know. <laughs> no, is that they're together. We all know that they're together now. They went to the ballet and they looked hot. Okay. okay. They look great together. She showed me, said she's good. She's happy. Lovely. Mind you, I don't know his name. I don't know where he works. Okay. okay? All I know is where he lives. Right. I know where he lives and I know they're dating. Those are the only two things I know. And you saw the photo that he was cute. And I saw the photo that he's cute. Okay. Move on. I'm in the Halloween store with Aaron. Aaron drops a bomb on me about my husband insulting Upa. So immediately. In which he said, which I loved this moment because I think a lot of people do this and it is well-intended. Right. It is. Right. They think it's a compliment, but it is one of those things that especially now with with younger women, it's a really rude thing to say. It is. You know, because a lot of women and men will never get married. Yeah. And it's you very, know? It's and a they don't have to. And, and position yeah. to be and, in. And I had friends that were single and still are, you know, like I just got together with my sorority sisters for the weekend. And of the four of us, well, there's five, one was missing. Of the five of us, two are married to our first husband's past 20 years. Two are divorced and one her second husband has passed. Okay. So she's, you know, and the the other one has never been married. And I was like, that is actually a perfect demographic. Yeah. Of the world. It's not every, you know what I mean? And we all 
get along and talk and console each other and give each other advice, even though we haven't lived the world life. So I think, but I have seen that happen with single girlfriends where people, girls and guys, like, what do you mean you don't have a boyfriend? Like, you're gorgeous. What's the da-da-da-da? And I thought she was going to be like, what does it matter? Like, but she's right. like, I don't know, ask God because she was, you know, being funny. But like, I totally got how it, it, the intention was a compliment. Yeah. It but was I thought a, it was a good teaching moment for the world, honestly. It was a compliment, but you can tell it was even when I watched it, I said, hey, babe, that wasn't cool because mm-hmm. it was an uncomfortable moment because he's also yelling it. <laughs> you know, it's like he's like, hey, by the way, why are you? Why are you single? You know, it, it, it was a very uncomfortable moment. And I know my husband, he meant right. nothing but good right. intentions behind it. But I think after he saw it and me telling him, he completely understood. Yeah, totally. Um, and then he which he did later on apologize but yeah, the final thing um i also think a question that i think is cringe and has to stop is when you meet somebody and they have a child a couple children to say are you going to have more yeah i think we need I to stop, we stop asking that, that let that person give that information once they're more comfortable you know i agree and say He's two. I, we're trying because we want them to be close in age. Okay, now you know they're trying. Right. Then you can talk about it. But I think, I remember it's my mom. It's a weird thing. My mom has passed too. And I remember my friend who was my friend for a long time. She had her son and he was super cute. She had him at 38 and she didn't even have trouble. She was with her guy for a long time. They just tried and then she got pregnant. But I already knew that's like an inappropriate question. And my mom was just like, what do you mean you're, you don't know if you're going to have more? Why wouldn't you have more? And, it's and an I was old like, mom, school mentality. I'm like, only children have it fucking made. Trust me. Like, I was just like, stop it, mom. Like, I was like, mom, you know, and she just thinks that she's being, she's like, he's so adorable. Right. Why wouldn't you make more? Like, and it's offensive. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. You can't, you definitely can't say or do things like that anymore. But I think that's also a very old school right. mentality. And you, if when you grow up like that, yeah. it's just, you, you don't mean anything. No, you don't mean You're not anything, trying but, to be malicious. But that's growing up and seeing like, right. yeah, that isn't, that just puts someone in a weird, and I remember even with couples that chose not to have kids and there's that scene in Sex in the City um, 2 where they're at the wedding uh-huh. and there's the girls like, oh, I'm a fan of your books, Carrie. And um, do you have kids? And they're like, no, it's just us two. Just us two. And the girl and acts all weird. I remember you know, this scene. Yes. And then it was like, well, it's just us two. But I had friends too where people asked and then finally she gets to an age and people stop asking. That's crazy, right? You know what I mean? And it's like, finally. It must feel so good, though, when people stop <laughs> asking. You're like, thank God. Thank God right. you stop asking me. But yeah. then again, are you like, am I? is it because I'm older? Like, do you start feeling old because people I, are not asking? I had one friend and she, you know, Jen Kirkman, she's a comedian. She actually wrote a book talking about how she has chose childless by choice, you know, and she was, but she was married. She's now divorced, right. but she was married. And she was Knew right away with the husband before they got married. We are not having kids. This is what we both want. Blah, blah, blah. And she had a lot of jokes about people asking. So, and I think one of the nicest things she said to me was she's like, Heather, you were the only person that I told that was like, cool. And I'm like, yeah, because I have them. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> right. I have them and I know what a life of stress of having them is. It's and it's no you, joke. And I think you're a very lucky person if you know you don't want to have them. And you're not someone that wants them and then is struggling to have right, them. You right. know, like you're good, you're fine. And I think more and more people 
that is that isn't a weird thing. That's not a sad thing. I think it's fine. I think it's becoming normal though. Yeah. I have a few friends who don't want children. Yes. And I never I never say anything. I'm always like, that's cool. And it's good that they can see other successful, happy right. women that we're childless by choice and have a wonderful life in their fifties and sixties and they're, you know, and they have other children and, and family around them and they're never, they, and they never felt like they, they missed never out. Want for it. So and I if think, someone does say, Hey, that's my one regret, then they, that's their story too. But like, yeah, I it's think a, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, think it's fine. I'm so like, I kind you. of saw it as a nice moment, a teachable moment. Right. Where intention's not bad, but. You in know. that very moment, I didn't know she was offended. I, I didn't. I missed the entire moment. Yeah. Like because I'm so used to my husband blurting out these kinds of things. Yeah. That I'm just like, oh, whatever. But yeah, you're you know? probably, well, your husband in one moment I thought was pretty great when you were like talking. Now, Jessel admits she's the <clears> one that put the information out there. We're not fucking okay. She's the one that said it. So I want to make that really clear. As everyone's talking about, she could have very well gone on the show. There was no paper she had to sign. We need to know how many times you bone in order right. to get the Bravo contract. People lie all the time. You can say you're having it every night. You right. can say you have it once a year for comedy purpose. Who cares? Right. You can sleep in separate rooms and no one has to know that you sleep in a separate room. The cameras are not 24-7. Right. You know, 100%. it's whatever you want to share. And I love that she shared it because I think there's also a lot of people out there that their sex life is off track. They're not boning. Maybe they're both not that sexual. It doesn't mean you can't stay married and have a happy life. Just for other people, it's like, what? You know, yeah. that bone all the time. It was shocking. I think it yeah. was like. Because they're young. It's one thing if maybe they're older or whatever. But like they're young. And but your husband was like, well, I mean, they have two little babies. and right. Blah, 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 blah. And so I thought in that way, he was cool. He was like, I don't know what a woman would feel like, you know, yeah. after having two two babies, going through a journey. Right. You know what I mean? No, I thought his answer was, I mean, so he's that, level-headed. He's yeah, like my was, voice of reason. Yeah, that was great. I was also on your side of confusion about the trips to Vietnam. I was very confused, but also, I don't know, like everyone, she was also confused. There was an episode where he <laughs> told her and she was also very confused. So, then, Where he said just to fill people and he said, or she said, he goes to Vietnam within like a three-day period just to pick up miles. Correct. And I I thought it sounded very suspect too, being that it's Vietnam and everything. And I talked a little bit about it on the show, but I did have people write in and say, I do this or my sister does this. And, I, and then when he explained it where it's like, no, you kind of... Are, you know, and my husband is good at booking shit and right. I'm not. Okay. Right. And there are people that kind of get off on like, you know, getting the credit card thing and you get the Adele tickets if you go on right now. And if like he's good at that and he knows, no, if I go right now, I can get the, you know, that, first class ticket for $200 thing, right. because they have an open spot. And and listen, you know, when my kids were little. I would still go on the road and, and do stuff. And I loved being alone in a hotel room. It feels good. I, I love it. It does feel good. I get it. Sleep. When your kids are little, like grabby little, right. you know, your kids are older and mine are really old. But like where <laughs> there's like better. 10 years there where you're just like, you're never alone. You never get to sleep. You never like you're never solid sleep unless you go away by yourself. So and I did like going on planes. I especially was first class. I was like, oh, I get to watch my movies and I get to have someone bring me wine. And like so then I kind of was like, OK, it's his escape. Right. For three days from the one year old twins. But I mean, think about it. If you're in that moment, though, I'm not watching the show. 
I'm yeah. in a moment. Like right. I'm just living a moment. And you're asking yeah, a question. Yeah, my girlfriend tells me she's not having sex. I'm shocked. It's been two years. I don't, I'm like, wow. And then next thing you know, my girlfriend's telling me her husband's going to Vietnam for three days. And I'm like, huh, what? I'm confused. I didn't know about the, what, like, what do you mean about the miles? Like, why? I, I don't follow points guy. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, but I mean, it's, you're just having a conversation with your friend. And then you know what? Yes, I'm going to tell everybody else in the group too. Because friends talk and you're like, hey, by the way, Aaron, did you know so-and-so went to right. Vietnam? It was so, it was just a freaking moment. And then right, yeah. all of a sudden, it was, it happened over and over again because it became a storyline. Yes. And once something becomes a storyline in a show, someone has to keep pushing it. If it doesn't keep being pushed, there's no storyline and there's nothing to talk about. And this is what happens in these shows. So did I push Jessel's storyline a little bit too far? Yeah, totally. But you know what? We're talking about something, right? Yeah. We, I gave everybody something to talk about. Jessel gave me something to talk about. And it was what it was. We produced a really fucking great show that people well, are talking about. What I think people also like is at least there were a couple husbands. You know, so many of the shows, we don't either have husbands or we don't see the husbands. And we like seeing the husbands. I right. think people like that about New Jersey. We like seeing a dynamic between the housewife and a guy, whether she's dating them, a boyfriend or whatever. And so it's nice that the three of you like had husbands that were participated that we got to see. I think that's. Do we really like that though? Do we really, do we like when they're like overly involved? Do we like when they. I think it helps with the storyline. Or do we like when they're on the sidelines? I think it helps to have them be, I think the show is more exciting when it's not just all women. You can do a girl's trip for that. But if we're really following someone's life. No, I do want to. There are certain housewives like, I mean, Lisa Rinna, when she was on, it was like Carrie Hamlin was like literally like on one time to like barbecue some chicken. (laughs) We never went to the dinners. We didn't see the guys talk. We didn't see them ever exchange. And. And then more, and then, you know, Eric Jane before she got, then was like, okay, Tom barely made an appearance. Now we have no men, but like right. PK. And so I like, I don't know. I like it. I like I it think if it's it possible. Is. But if your real life is that your husband really doesn't want to participate, then that's also real life too. Then he wouldn't go to the dinner anyway. Right. So like, I get that. But like, you know, when they had their sexy night, which was reminiscent of, I remember Ramona. And Mario, they have a sexy night at a hotel and everything. And then she comes out and she's like in her lingerie and she looks good. And he's kind of laughing. She looked great. And she's laughing. She but looked like, amazing. Also, you guys, there's cameras and lights. Like if they're going to screw that night or tomorrow morning or whatever, he's not going to get a boner right now. This is so embarrassing. These aren't like real. This is the first time they've been on a yeah. reality show. Like we've seen Tamara in the tub with Eddie. We've seen these moments, you know, that... Okay, if they're extra comfortable getting down, great. But not everybody is. Right, right. And a lot of people are not into PDA. So think about PDA with the camera, some funny camera, like, it must be kind of hard, you know? I'm assuming, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I don't do PDA. I didn't, I definitely was not putting on laundry for my husband. So I don't, I I could see how that can be totally awkward for sure. Um, And then... Look, that that was that was their that was their thing. But I definitely think that Jessel looked absolutely beautiful in her lingerie. She should have got a round of applause, to be honest. I, I would have applauded her. I thought um 
she really like she was like the most disliked in the beginning and then like the most liked by the end. Right. People now find them like funny and great, which is great. And I did think the green and black lingerie was unflattering on her. It, it looked like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just like wasn't good around funny. her boobs. It it's like funny. just wasn't. But she what didn't have to be mean about but it. But I she don't also think she should have been mean. Right. No, I, she it shouldn't was have a been gift. Mean. It was definitely a gift. And it 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 was more of just it, sometimes when people give you things, don't you don't have to you can be like, oh wow, okay, maybe I can exchange it for something else. Like but it was what like I would have done if I was a constant. Case, if I put it complaint. on and it was that unflattering, unless I was gonna come out, which I've done with friends where I've trying on stuff and it's something so horrific and awful awful or like Campbell Toe that I'll come out and like be funny about how awful it is. But if it really was awful and it was really unflattering, yeah, what you should have done has been like, I'm just, I'm not wearing it. Thank you. Yeah. It just it was did not my thing, but I appreciate it. Right. But like, yeah, but you know, you who live knows? and you learn. You look right, back. You have cameras. She didn't on. even yeah. realize she was saying those things until right. she watched it back. So again, like we're all really real in these moments. Yeah. We're living just normal ass moments. They just so happen to be recorded. So let's talk BravoCon a little bit. Yes. So I before you came, I was like, so now. Jenna Lyons did not come. No. And I'm not surprised. I think this is a lot of over-sensory. I can see why she didn't. Um, I think Bravo, I think Bravo treats everybody how they want to treat them. There is not a factory. Right. You know, so it's like if someone is like, I don't, but they're still valuable, they were not going to care. But I think if someone is like, I really would not like to come and they, they can convince you to, then they do. Right. You know, so... I thought maybe her not coming might be a sign that she's not coming back, but I hope she comes back. Um, now, how did you like it? I mean, how is it feeling like a rock star for the first time? Surreal. It was so crazy. It was the craziest experience I've ever had because I'm someone who I take the train in New York City every day. Like, no, no one cares. Everyone's yeah. like, just move over, you know, so I could get on the do train. Do people recognize you in real life now? They do, but it, not on that level. Like, yes. BravoCon is a different level. And we were talking about a little bit earlier, but there's tons of people outside and everyone knows who you are and they're screaming your name. And when you're walking through the venue, people are screaming your name and want to take your photo. You go from zero to hero in like two seconds straight. And you're, you're kind of, you're just in shock. I was anyway. I, I wasn't, I was not prepared for any of it at all. I saw this girl just walking around where all the booths are and stuff. And she really, she had a white dress on, and she really did look like Whitney Rose from Salt Lake City. Oh, wow. And I just start going, oh, my God, it's Whitney Rose. And I swear, a group of people came, and she was laughing. And, I mean, she really did that's look amazing. like her. But then everyone's like, oh, wait, that's not her. That's not and her. And it was just like, I yeah. like your prank. That's everybody, actually really funny. Because everybody is like, it's all about the photos and, you know, which I totally understand. Right. But, yeah. Um, how did your panel go? My panel went really well. Um, I, we, we did miss Jenna. I feel yeah. like Jenna definitely should have been there for, not should have, but I, it would have been nice if she was there for the panel. I think, I mean, I think, I don't know how it works. Obviously, it not work at Bravo, but like, if I was there, I'd be like, you know, hey, could you just make the panel and you don't have to do right, all the right. photo things and go to the tent and go do the other show down at the bottom of the stairs and that kind of stuff. Um, it was great. Yeah. I, it was there were tons of people there. Um, it was pretty much sold out. There was only standing uh, available, and then oh, a lot yeah. of people didn't get in. Well, Christian Snow is a great um, Instagram. When I saw him, I he, I was watch following him, and he said that he felt that 
you guys got the most excitement, love, the right. longest line for the photos. And um, I do think it's because, it's, you know, it's new. And it's, the, the fans have maybe gone three times. This is the third time. This is a brand new cast. You are the, the only new cast of anything. So you know? first time it's ever happening. Right. So it's. Yeah. And I've explained this to someone else before, but I'm like, yes, it is a season 14, but it's a season one for us. Yeah. And so we are something that for the first time in franchise history is a complete clean slate and starting over. And we have built-in fans already because of what everyone else has done prior. Because of yeah. all the OGs paved the way for us, we have those built-in fans that would make this show successful off the bat. Whereas if this was a brand new cast with a different name, we probably would be a little bit lower and have to climb up yeah. into a few more seasons. So it it is a very unique experience. And I saw Bryn and um, she was at something last night, Glamour Magazine, oh, yeah. something with um, Uba. And Aaron was there too. Really looked gorgeous. Yeah, they, they were beautiful. Like, oh my God, they're and they were like doing correspondence stuff or whatever. So, I mean, I think that's exciting too that you guys are getting all these extra opportunities and jobs and is, you know, and... It's I mean, new. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. new. I think the the girls are all super outgoing. They're yeah. really great, great girls. They all hustle. I love a hustler at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, I think everyone's taking advantage of this opportunity and um, just going out there and 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 hustling it up. So it's for me. I'm like, this is this is right up my alley to be surrounded by other women who are driven. And um, so, when do you guys start filming again? Well, we don't know that quite yet. Okay. Yeah, we're not there yet. All right. Mm -hmm. And um, what was what did you love most about the season, and what did you dislike the most? I really disliked living the same moment over and over again three times. Um, that for me was it's just not normal to constantly relive a moment. <laughs> I, uh, what did I love? Um, I really liked. I think we had a lot of fun. There were yeah. lots of things that no one saw. Like we had this whole improv thing in Anguilla that was hysterical. Yeah. Like we would, we had one dinner where me, Aaron, and Bryn, we were crying, laughing so hard. We almost peed ourselves. Like it, we had some moments that were so, so funny yeah. that the audience didn't get to see. And I'm a little bummed by it. But at least we have those memories because we were there and, and we had a really good time. So I think and also this experience is not like you're alone. You have six, five other people, right? Like in that have experienced this too. And it's an experience that is unlike any other. Like even me telling my best friend, I'm like, you don't understand. Like what did she think watching you? In my, she was like, I don't understand why people think you're a bitch. She was like, am I biased? She goes, maybe I'm just used to you because I am a little bit brash, but I am very direct. But when she says things to me and I respond to her, she's never offended by it because she knows that's not it's not what I mean. For example, right. the other day she came with me to BravoCon and I was like, can you know, I said, scoo back. I can't see. But the way I said she was like, oh, my gosh, if someone was listening like to us, filming that, yeah, they would think that you're such a bitch. Right. But you didn't mean it like that. You just meant. Hey, let's go back. I can't see. Like, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it, and and she's absolutely right. It's just it's just my personality. It's just me. Right. So I mean, th there's that. But uh, for the most part, it was a really really great experience. Yeah. Reunion was tough. Reunion, I felt like, was the most difficult part. And I think it was just because I'm not someone who sits down to talk about my feelings and hash things out. Right. Like, I'm not. I'm not. Have you done much therapy? I've done zero therapy. That was my first therapy session. 
<laughs> Andy, you never, you never Andy's to, my therapist. And so that you was, never went to any grief counseling when your mother passed? No. Actually never talked about it until that was my first time talking about How it. How long has it been? It's been a year. Oh, it's so fresh. Well, that's another thing. When I had that lunch with Jessel, my mom had passed five months prior to that moment. Mm. So I think I was just like... Yeah, I mean, my parents have passed and the first couple of years are really hard because yeah. sometimes it just hits you at different times and it affects you at different times that you can't, you know. It comes in waves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Grief comes in waves. And then sometimes I think I put it to the back and I'm like, okay, you got to move on. And then to talk about it. And then now I'm talking about it constantly. I'm like, I've you, never talked about it before, really. I can't remember. Do you have siblings? Um, I do have siblings. I have an older brother on my mother's side. And then I have a few brothers and sisters on my father's side. Oh, okay. Yeah. But oh, but you were the only... I'm the only one by my mom and dad. Oh, okay. And are mm -hmm. you close to those siblings at all? Um, not really. So they wouldn't really be making an appearance? No. How do they feel about that? you being famous? Have you heard from them? Um, I think my bro my older brother thinks it's super cool. Oh, that's good. And then I have a younger sister who thinks it's it's great. Oh, it's, that's my good. older brother. He lives in the Bronx. I don't even think he knows what's going on. Right. He's like probably probably is like he has no idea. Right. Zero. And so, like, what do you like? Tell me what what you have going on because I know you also have a podcast. Tell us about that. Yes, I have a podcast. Came out maybe about three months ago with my best friend who lives here. It's called Harder Than We Thought. Um, we talk about everything that is uh, lifestyles in our 40s. We talk about not having kids in your 40s, you know, um, being successful, choosing a career over a family, what that looks like. My best friend is dating, and I think it's the funniest shit ever. Don't you love, I I love living vicariously? Love, love. I have literally been with friends where I was like, I had a girl open for me doing stand-up and she was single and she was my age. And I go, will you turn it on? We're in Houston. I go, let me just see if I was single, what's out there. And it was fascinating because I never Isn't experienced it? that. That was, it wasn't invented when I met my husband. So I'm like, oh my God. And then like, and then matching that. And then I and then I'll swipe, the, and then I yes. swipe the wrong way and she's screaming at me. And then, and then like the, the conversation. Oh, what are you people that she already knows? Yeah. That are like recycling through and like, it's crazy, like the whole dating scene, especially when you get older, too, you yeah. know? Um, it's just these honest, open conversations, witty banter. She's super witty. We kind of feed off of each other's energy. And we want to have these conversations where it makes it feel like you're sitting next to your own best friend. Yeah. And you're just listening in because you're agreeing. It's relatable. Um, and that's pretty much what we do. We're not doing any, like, recaps or anything like that. And yeah. I, I brought up Roni probably once. Yeah. But... Um, I didn't want people to just come there and just only like focus on Roni. I kind of needed a break from Roni. Right. I wanted to just talk and about And how do you handle social media and people coming at you in your DMs and telling you stuff? This person said this about you on this podcast and this like Oh my God, somebody told me I'm um what did he say to me yesterday? Someone came to me in my DM and was like, You're a total loser. Um, and all this <laughs> other <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's actually quite funny. I I I don't get some offended. Of the, uh, some of the hate would make me laugh too. It was it's it was so funny because the person was so upset with me, and I was like, "But why are you so mad?" Yeah. <laughs> I just could not. He kept coming with multiple messages, and then at the end was like, "You coward, answer me!" Because they so badly want this attention response, and yeah. a response, and. I just, I don't know. It made me laugh so hard. I was like, this is hysterical. And it's not, it's actually quite have you disturbing. Blocked people? I have not blocked anyone. I've yeah. not blocked anyone. However, I have blocked 
people from commenting certain things on my page because I feel like what I do for a living is social media. This is my platform that I created. And this is my piece at the end of the day. I don't really give a shit about your opinion of me. I'm okay with being disliked if you dislike me, but you don't need to spread that on my page for everyone else to read because this is what I created. Like this is my real estate at the end of the day. And people get very offended that they are not allowed to voice their opinions about me being a loser on my page. (laughs) And I'm like, you go write it on Reddit. There's like tons of forums apparently about me on Reddit. So like, just go for it. Yes. Go continue with your rumors and everything else. I can control. Guess what? What? I'm not going to have you write this awful thing about me and my family. I'm not going. Like, sorry that you got blocked. You're going to have to create another account with you they know, love a, a ladybug that. face or yeah, something they love to do that. like and, a zero followers yeah. and then they come on and like and, and it, they keep going on so but it is it is hard um <laughs> it is hard to have the blinders on and it is hard to not let it bother you because there's i think there's times where I, when you do feel like oh my god you know this episode aired and i'm getting it more now and i mean I, there should be like a you know there, I mean, most pe- some people can handle it better than others, but I do yeah. almost think there should be like a little bit of a coach or something that's like, okay, because now the way it is now is not the way it was even three years ago. Why? Because of social? I, th- I think it's Or do got- you think people have gotten overly sensitive? Overly sensitive, but also it just, you know, years ago they would have to do like a blog or whatever. It just wasn't this constant and then... People having the outlets of TikTok and Reels and Instagram and stories. Let me tell you right now what I think. And then also the people might listen to, you know, someone on another show and then report to you. Mm -hmm. She said this. And then you're like, fuck that bitch. And you're like, well, I don't have time to go back and listen to the podcast and make my own conclusion. Or God forbid, I why don't I just call the girl and say, why did you say that or whatever? But then, because you're mad and you're not talking and the reunion's tomorrow, so I'll save it. And I get all that. I oh, get we're going to have cliff notes but I here. Can see that. People are going to spin this whole conversation. Yeah, yeah. And the next thing you know, there's going to be another rumor of me. So it's like, it is what it is. If you're going to go out and talk, like, people are going to misconstrued and 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 tie it up and do something with it and spin it any way that they I do, want. Yeah, I do think it's important when you have a fact that comes forward or whatever in your life. Like it is good to clarify it if you can. Sometimes I just, I I don't care. I'm like, fuck it. They're going to say what they want to say anyway. Yeah. I think they tend to get even more mad if I don't clarify. If they don't get an answer, they get upset. True. However. Very good point. It goes away after a while. It it does. Right, it does. But also, I think it made me, the rumors that are about me, people are super interested. All of a sudden, my engagement went through the roof. Ever, ever since everybody thought I was this terrible, horrible human being, I just like my engagement went through the roof. I was like, I Let's literally imagined you behind a bar. Absolutely. And him not. coming around. Like, literally, I saw it in my head and I was like, I thought he sold his business. Why was he also running a bar? It, the math, like, <laughs> the boy math was crazy. I'm like, I met my husband six years after he got a divorce. Six. What, wait, like, how did this happen? On a vacation. I met him in Costa Rica at a swim-up bar. A fucking swim-up bar. Like, I was at the bar hungover. We're in a pool. 
He's behind the bar. He looked a mess. I wanted nothing to do with him. He's talking to my friend. I think he's actually trying to pick up my friend. And I walk over and I'm like, hey, he goes, hey, we've told this story a million times on social, by the way. There's actually a video that's three years old that's on YouTube if anybody wants to go dig that up. And I tell <sighs> this story of how we met. And um, he actually insulted me. Instead of saying, oh my God, you're so beautiful, you know? He, was, he said something so insulting and I ended up laughing. And I was like, you got a lot of balls because I could have went left. And he was so funny. And he flew to New York the following week and took me on a date. And we started dating for two years. And he would fly from Montreal every two weeks. It was a 45-minute flight. And that's how it happened. And I got pregnant two years later. And what were you doing back then? Um, I was a bartender. I was a bartender. Oh, this, this is where all the facts this is, got mushed yes, up. <laughs> I was a bartender, but I met my husband at a swim-up bar in Costa Rica. So I think the rumors were... They just were not accurate. It, 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 there was some telephone game that got really messed up. No, he was. And then also, I have a stepson who's 23 now. Oh, great. So at the time, my stepson was eight. Okay. So it just, guys, math is not mathing. I, I love it. And I love that um, Jimmy Fallon talked about you. I love Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. He understands me. Yeah. He, so, so you showed that clip. That was funny. Um so your your name on Instagram is Scout the City. Yes, yes. I love that. But if you also type in her name, you can find her if you don't remember that. But follow follow Sai and are you on TikTok too? Yes, I am Sai De Silva on TikTok, Scout the City on Instagram and YouTube, and then Harder Than We Thought on my podcast. I love it. Yes. Love this it. was awesome. Thank you. Yes, I had a great time getting to know this you. This was fun. I'm glad that we cleared up some rumors. Yes. <laughs> it's getting Very hot. Good. It's getting hot in here. Let's go to a bar. Yeah. A swim-up <laughs> bar. A swim-up bar, of course. Meet your husband. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.